Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. And welcome my dinner guests to Sunday Dinner Dynamic. I'm your host, Clayton D. Stanberry. It has been a while, people. It has been a while. Um, please excuse my air conditioner in the back. I do apologize, but um, it is hot, people. So um, I'm not going to be two forms of hot, <laughs> if you know what I mean. But um, I want to welcome you all. Thank you for joining me again. I do appreciate it. It has been a very, very trying time as of late. Um, so, you know me, I like to be hot. Shouts to Pastor Michael Todd. Humble, open, and transparent. Um, I have been in a world of grief. And this grief has been because of me and my own experiences, as well as my own way of living. Um, I have been feeling very ungrateful lately. And it has taken a toll on me as of late. Um, I'm very blessed. May I start there? Um, there are some things that I may lack in life as well as some things that I miss and or I would love to still have. And because of those things, I've allowed myself to be in a down position. And in that position, I've allowed some doors to be open to where the enemy has storm the castle if you will and he's definitely trying to use any and all tactics he can to attack me so i'll just be candid with you guys um i have not really been feeling as if me doing this podcast has been helping anyone even let alone me as well as um i've been struggling with some things financially and I've still been blessed in that area and God has allowed a lot of things to be taken care of that I honestly could never expect. But um, not being able to be the provider that I would love to be, um, the way I want to be, has been troubling for me because as you guys know, if you've been following me from the beginning, um, my testimony started with me letting you guys know that God stopped me from um, drinking and drugging. And I'm now five months sober. But um, I stopped because I heard him say that he would get me if I didn't. I stopped because I heard him tell me to let it go. It's time to stop. And that my word for the year would be surrender. In the midst of that surrendering, I have really really been struggling um i feel alone at most times and it's hard for me to come out of that clamshell once it's been shut i generally stay to myself i have not been attending aa meetings lately and i've been just in a world of feeling bad for myself so i had to really really embrace that this is going to be a process and it's going to take some time. Um, I haven't been around family, which is heartbreaking because those are my best friends for real, all of them, even when they get on my nerves. And they don't really do much to get on my nerves. But um, sometimes family, we just have those moments where it's like, oh my God, you're just doing too much. But I think it's more so a 
me being in the new wave of my life, it's hard for me to let them go or at least separate in some ways that will still allow me to be me and who God is allowing me to become. So it's really, really been a struggle. Um, you know, family is really all I value in this world, to be honest. Um, don't get me wrong, I get enjoyment out of certain things that are in this world, but I do believe that the true currency is family. I do believe that love is the only form of riches that really matters. So I embrace that I lack in certain areas. And because of that, I may not be the most dreamiest guy to some people or some women, or I may not be looked at all the time because I don't showcase a certain level of financial stability and or financial flossing. That's just not me, that's not my character, that's not who I am. So um, I've been able to embrace that loneliness and accept like, you know what, I do have those who love me and accept me because the one that God has for me will be my partner, will be the one that I can confide in and that will feed me spiritually as I do her. So I've been able to deal with that, but the allowing my family to be away in the midst of learning to deal with that has been a struggle for me. So I love all of you. I miss all of you for those who listen. Um, it's not that I'm upset with you guys or anything like that. It's just um, being completely hot about the situation. I'm tired of letting people that I love down. And every day I live with the regret and or the remorse of letting my children down because I'm no longer with their mothers. Um, my ex-wife or my daughter's mom, which I have no control over, <laughs> but it's still a hard thing to do and a hard pill to swallow because I am not there with them. So I hold on to my family because that's the only love in this world that I feel. And a lot of times for me, it's easier for me to embrace that I am someone who needs that love. And my family always provides that. So it's been pretty hard without you guys, but I'll be okay. So I want y'all to just continue to keep growing, continue to keep going strong and know that no matter what I believe in you, I love you and I support everything that you guys do. I'll cook at your wedding, dance at your wedding, <laughs> babysit your kids, whatever. It doesn't really matter as long as you know that they are going to pray and they are going to hear about God. That's good with me. But let's go ahead and get into today's topics. Now, I have not mentioned topics in the beginning in a while, but this one really hits me with everything that's been going on lately. Um, and it's really not so much as anything terrible. It's just me learning to embrace the new way of living for me. The sobriety, the not being the life of the party or always being at the party, the not going out, um, actually feeling feelings. But um, today's topic is going to be, wait a minute, I'm sorry, you guys know I like, 
I've used this tablet and it's terrible. It's called The Soil of My Heart. Now, um, I chose that because for some reason I got this revelation um, waking up one day that God doesn't think the way we think. And that's in the Bible. Like We all know that he doesn't think the way we think. And in Isaiah 55, 9, it says, As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So we know that he doesn't think the way we think. And that led me to ask and or wonder why not we're created in his image. And then something hit me. And I would like to believe that it was Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. So that led me on a journey. It made me realize that maybe God does not necessarily look at what we think as far as minds go. More so, the way God sees our thoughts is actually our feelings. Because if we look at the world like, a lot of what we struggle through or go through is pretty much people being upset about your opinion, which is based off of your feelings, your emotions, or based off just what you believe. People don't accept feelings nowadays. And the Bible tells us that the world will go against you. You will be shunned for being a believer. So why is that? We know that God is love. And we know that we feel love with our hearts. So maybe, just a thought, maybe God sees our thoughts via our feelings. That's why he tells us to guard our hearts above all else. For everything you do flows from it. When you want to eat, when you think, when you're attracted to someone, when you miss someone, when you want to go buy something, how you respond to waking up in the morning, when you get ready to go to sleep, the thoughts that are on your mind, Everything that you think is based upon an emotion. Anger, happiness, fear, sadness, love, joy, excitement. All of these things flow from your heart. So maybe God is just watching the posture of our heart. But he didn't want me to just stop there. He wanted me to break down why I believe that to be so much. So before we get into this, you know, I've adapted to reading the Bible directly. And um, today we're going to go into, let's see, bear with me, I have to unlock it again. <laughs> we're going to go into Matthew 13. And we're going to be reading a decent amount of Bible because we're going to start with verse 13 and go to verse 23. So rock with me, okay? But before we get into that, we're going to take the time and invite God in with us. Now that I've given you guys some context behind what I'm going to speak about today, we're going to pray before we open this word, as well as just want to invite God and Jesus in to sit down with us and be our dinner guest. So everyone get into the attitude of prayer for me. And if you have anybody who specifically needs prayer that maybe on your heart or weighing heavy i want you to invite them in in this moment right now to just say their names out loud and connect with them spiritually so that they may sit down with us and they may receive everything that we're trying to achieve today but more so that you can be a conduit for them and that what you fill your cup up with becomes an overflow for them so 
whether they're in a hospital or into the world and need to be brought back to God or just feeling bad or experiencing some tough times right now, invite them in here with us. Father God, we come to you right now. First of all, just want to thank you for allowing us to have another day of grace. Father, you did not have to allow us to be here, but you did. And we thank you so much for that right now. We know that you have seen our future. And we know that our past is what brought us to you today. So we thank you for standing outside of time and being a part of all three areas of our life. We thank you for choosing us and allowing us to be a part of your family, giving us a new way of living simply by sending your son to die for our sins. We thank you for the free gift of salvation. We thank you for joy. We thank you for faith. We thank you for hope. Things that you have freely given us that we did not deserve. We have not been deserving since before leaving our mother's wombs, but you gave it to us anyway, and we just thank you so much, Father God. But right now, Lord Jesus, we come to you, and we ask that you sit down at the table with us. We welcome you into our homes. This is your embassy. As we become ambassadors for you, we ask that you sit with us. We humbly submit this petition. Father, we know that your word says, where two or more gather in my name, so will you be present. So we thank you for already receiving this invitation and being here, but we just want to take the time to acknowledge that you are here. Father God, we also ask that you heal anyone that is in thought right now through this prayer, Father God. We ask that you touch them, wrap a hedge of protection around them, anoint them with the blood of Jesus that they may be saved. We declare all illnesses, all pain, all struggle, all strife, all hurdles, opposition, obstacles, we declare it all removed right now. By the mighty name of Jesus, we condemn it to the pits of hell where it belongs. Father God, we ask that you give them strength, fill them with hope. May they be renewed in you. We just want to take this time to thank you, Father. We receive, we accept, and expect. We love you, and all praise, honor, and glory be to you. For it is in the mightiest name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Thank you guys for joining me in prayer. Um, I hope that helps somebody. Uh, as you can tell, this is going to be good. <laughs> or maybe that's just me who can tell that. But again, um, today's topic is the soil of my heart. Let me make sure I said that correctly. Again, this topic keeps locking. Maybe I should just take the password off. Yes, the soil of my heart. So. As I was saying, we all know that, or we just learned that Isaiah 55, 9 says, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And we know that Proverbs 14, 3 tells us, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Now, the reason why I chose the soil of my heart is because the Bible also tells me that God chastises those whom he loves. And when... He needs you to hear from him or to receive him in a way that only you can hear. He secludes you. Now, I think a lot of times we get tripped up and we like to feel like we're being buried instead of being covered. Now, rock with me. When I say buried instead of covered, we tend to think that because we lose something or something is removed from us, 
or that we did something wrong that we don't deserve God's love. And we feel like when we're being bogged down by all the stress and struggle and strife of life, we think that that's punishment. That's where the I'm buried syndrome comes from. But see, I'm covered because anything that he protects me from, it will not be something that I understand. It clearly tells us that his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. So he sees things that we cannot see. He does things that we cannot do and he thinks things that we cannot fathom. So we're not buried because we are lacking. We're actually covered because he's in action. I want you to follow me a little bit. Now, I chose the soil of my heart because in Matthew 3, 13, sorry. Please excuse me and bear with me. Um, it is definitely extremely hard to navigate the Bible and try not to be too low where you guys can't hear me. So I'm dragging this mic a little bit with me. <laughs> Please bear with me. And y'all know I got sticky notes and stuff all over this Bible, so it's a little bit messy. But we're going to get through it, okay? We are going to get through it. So let's see. We are going to Matthew 13. And we're going to verses 3 through 23. Let me get this light on so I can see. And as y'all can see, I'm sorry. I'm going to be myself no matter what. So you get a lot of rawness in this situation. Now, I'm really trying to learn this situation here. It's not the easiest. Like I said, I'm, <sighs> I haven't been doing my due diligence, okay? But Matthew 13 and three. Now, this speaks about the parable of the sower. And we're gonna start with verse three. And it says, and he told them many things in parables, saying, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up. Since they had no depth of soil, but when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they were, they withered away. Excuse me. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. The purpose of the parables, starting at verse 10. Then the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? And he answered them, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For to the one who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But for the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. 
Indeed, in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled that says, You will indeed hear but never understand, and you will indeed see but never perceive. For the people's heart has grown dull, and with their ears they can barely hear, and their eyes they have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and turn, and I will heal them. Now I'm going to stop right there for a second and point out the fact that in verse 16, that word heart pops up again. Now that is very, very, very odd because I did not see that part using the new version Bible app. I'm actually using my actual Bible and it popped out to me. And uh, the prophecy of Isaiah was fulfilled in this manner saying, you will indeed hear, but never understand. And you will indeed see, but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, and with their ears they can barely hear, and their eyes they have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and turn, and I would heal them. <laughs> Just wanted to point out that heart is being used, since that's what we're talking about today. Um, let's move on to 16. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For truly I say to you, many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. The parable of the sower explained, starting at verse 18. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on the rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulations or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields it, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in other thirty. I ask you, how is the soil of your heart? For me, it took me a while to embrace that I've, I've been angry and I've been disappointed and I've been upset about things not being what I long for. But I had to go back and realize that maybe, just maybe, the things that I wanted to do, the seeds that I was sowing were falling on rocky paths and being scorched and ate by birds. Maybe I just wasn't hearing. Or maybe my path was the thorns where they grew up and destroyed me meaning I received what God was telling me, but I opened doors and allowed the enemy to come in and choke out the word. 
that was being placed in me because I haven't been reading my Bible. There hasn't been a constant line of communication via God and me. Which leads me back to saying, hey, I fell along that path where I had no roots in me. So the word of God fell out the moment things began to get a little rocky. See, I would like to be and have a heart that brings joy to God because I now understand that his ways are higher than my ways. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. So he's not looking at how I'm thinking because he knows that my mind is just like my mouth. It's hard to control. But I can learn how to control the thoughts that he is looking at, which would be flowing from my heart. I need good soil. The reason why I am not persevering in areas of my life that I dislike is because I am not producing good soil. I still hold resentment in my heart towards people who hurt me, cheated me, lied on me, stole from me, manipulated me, schemed me. My entire life, my mother prided herself on saying, my son will give you the shirt off his back. Even if you hurt him, he'll forgive you. Mom, sorry to tell you, your son struggles with forgiveness. I am upset that I love my children so much and will do anything for them and only certain people sees it. I am upset that to my ex-wife, I wasn't worth fighting for, only manipulating. I am upset because I can't forgive her knowing that I'll forever love her. I'm upset that the mother of my daughter who walked down a prison term with me, had my daughter alone. I was so in love with and was so ready to marry. Decided that I wasn't worth fighting for until I left. And as I progressed in life and tried to better myself, kept my child from me, then had a child with my brother, whom I no longer speak to, even though I have to forgive him. I still hold in resentment towards that as well. I'm not okay with my past as much as I say I am. I'm not good soil. And God knows that. I can't hide that from him. See, I have ears to hear and I have eyes to see. But I lack understanding. Because I don't do the basic thing that God asks me to do, which is seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and the desires of thine heart shall be given to you. I want to help people. And I realize that to help people in this world, it takes finances. I don't possess the monetary level of finances that I need to help people the way I would like to. And I hold resentment towards the world for that because, again, to me, family, people that you love is the true 
currency. Nobody values people anymore. But see, that made me realize that I have to continue this podcast. I cannot let anything defer me away from my mission. So what I may not understand the Bible as much as everybody else, and I may not be able to quote all the Bible verses exact, but I can speak from the heart and through my experience as AA has taught me. And I can pray and God can lead me to where he wants me to be in his word and he will expose to me what I am to say to you. I can still help and it not be a monetary thing that's continuous. My equipment is paid off. I don't owe anything. It's mine. I own it. What I lack in knowing how to do, I can learn. See, this was fruitful because I planted it in good soil. At the time, my heart posture was good soil. I struggle with my job because I take it and say, you know what, I'm going to work for my boss as I would be working for the kingdom of heaven and that's true but I do it with anger I do it with frustration there's malice in my heart behind it and I'm still receiving blessings from that which means that I sold that in good soil but I'm being attacked and the word that's in me the living word that abides in my body and my soul is being choked out and I'm allowing it to happen. I am no better than you. Just like me, you are created in God's image and I don't know if you're feeling what I'm feeling or a different form of what I'm feeling, but we are not alone. We are not alone. He is right there with us. He is always there with us. Now, the reason why we are going through what we're going through is because we're sitting in this open space waiting on him to do something miraculous. But we know that the Bible tells us faith without work is dead. And all things are going to work out for the good of God, of those who love him. So the seed that's already been sown in us by him it's already bearing fruit because we're all joined together right now. He's done his part. It's time for us to walk in our dominion and do our part. What seeds are you sowing? And in the midst of doing it, are you sowing it with good soil? See, what I'm starting to realize is you can sow seeds in good soil, but it has to come from good soil. You can't expect to bear good fruit, sowing seeds from bad fruit. What's planted inside of you is where those seeds come from. God, you're so good. <laughs> I promise you guys, this has been, this has been one of the most trying times. I only did one episode in the month of June. We are in July. I did one episode. And I was dropping an episode every week and I've been just wondering what's going on and not realizing that I've been in war spiritually. Even though I'm saying and speaking on it. But I feel so much better when I do these episodes and I'm talking to you guys. I'd love to get to a point where 
I can interview people and or sit down and have conversations with people because God has provided a way for me to do that even from different areas. I can send out links to people and actually have people on my episode. Another seed sown, but from good soil. Because again, my equipment and everything that I use to create my podcast has already been taken care of. It's been provided for already. Okay, you hold on, you guys. We're going to have a, a special guest for Let's see if it works. Hey, Granny. I'm all right, and yourself? <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Granny. Hey, Kitty, I love you, but uh, don't come for my granny. I don't care if you is my auntie. Huh? Well, granny, you called me in the middle of me recording my uh, podcast, so you are kind of like, we're talking right now while I'm recording. Now, I was talking to her just in case she decides to listen to this episode. I'm going to call you as soon as I'm done. I'm almost done. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting tired of Mr. Roger. He always in the way. All right. Love you, Granny. Love you, too. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys even heard her speaking, but that is my baby. Um, I called her early this morning because I was having some issues with fruit. <laughs> That's my spiritual go-to. Uh, that is the woman who carried me and planted the first seed in me. And it's been blooming slowly, but we're now here. And it's because of her that I've made it this far. So, Granny, I love you. And my twin, Miss Kitty, love you too. But don't be cussing at my granny. <laughs> well, she's, let me clear that up. She's not really cussing at my granny. We are all very overprotective of her. So if she don't answer that phone, we all get to fussing. That's just my baby, 75, all right? And she still drives and work and all of that and constantly gives to people. So we just be all worried. So that's all that really is. I love you, Kitty. I don't want no smoke. But <laughs> back to what I was saying. This podcast is meant to be fruitful because it was sown from good soil into good soil. My heart posture has no, I have no questions of my heart posture with this podcast. Do I think I'm credible and or if it's ethical for someone with my past doing it? No, but then I remember, <laughs> I remember that saw 
was Saul before he was Paul. This man wrote three-fourths of the New Testament. This were, these were his stories about how he was saved and what he experienced and what he saw. And he was a killer of Christians. And if God can use him, then how can I not be used? So I don't question this podcast. But see, I question if my marriage did not work because it was not sown on good soil. Where was my heart at when I first started that? I was very rude and disrespectful when I first met her. I was full of myself. I thought I was the truth and I can just do anything and say whatever I want and behave in any way. And she allowed it. But then when that motherly instinct kicked in, those childish things were put aside. And she needed me to grow too. But I wasn't bearing good fruit. I did the bare minimum. I made it to infant level growth. And then I just coasted. By the time I got it together, there had been so much damage done that honestly, all she can do is treat me the way I treated her in the beginning. Now, did I get it right before we were divorced? Yes. Did I get it right? And every time I've ever went back to her because I've been back and forth for 10 years? Yes. So I embrace that. I'm still receiving the anger, the hurt, the frustration from her from what I did in the beginning. I brought infidelity into my marriage. I don't know if she knows it. And if she hears this and, and figures it out, I'm sorry. I do apologize from the bottom of my heart. I was upset. There's a situation where I was left at home on my wedding day by myself. For a reason I will not disclose because it involves someone whom I love just as much as I love her. And I forgive her for it, both of them for it. But it was wrong. And my wife should have been home with me. Had to go to work the next day and everything. And I didn't see my wife until two something in the morning. That broke me. That same weekend, she left me and went to Detroit for her family's um, baby shower. And I wanted to call off work and go too. And she told me no. That broke me. That weekend, I cheated on my wife. I was married at 24. I didn't know any better. I was hurt. I was lashing out. But I should have known then that that marriage was not on good soil. And I didn't. So I tried to be God. I tried to prune things of myself and replant and soil that I was trying to make good. But sometimes the damage is already done and you can't do anything but repent. Not try to make up for it, but repent and let God be God. I didn't do that. I didn't. I held on to what I believed was correct. And it didn't work out for me in the end because I was the only one left 
brokenhearted. Everything that I've done to her, she's done to me and worse. And I have to forgive her, not for her, but for me. See, now I have to sow a seed of forgiveness and it has to come from good soil. But that worries me because I'll never have that friend again. And I saw it years ago. My job, I love that it helps me provide. But there's no long term in it. It's a means to an end and I know it. So it frustrates me because now I have to worry about more things, more situations, more struggles, more obstacles. But it was sown on good soil. So it continues to produce good fruit. And instead of me being upset about the fruit withering and dying after the season is done, I should embrace the harvest that I'm receiving now. And that's why I've been feeling ungrateful. <laughs> I'm still in my home. I'm still able to be here with you guys. And there's some struggles behind that too, but as of right now, it's there. Because it's sown on good soil. And the soil that has been damaged is being replenished and rejuvenated because God is in it. He's the sower of sowers. So how can I expect to be made in his image and sow good seeds coming from good soil into good soil if I am not walking with the sower himself? Who do you think gave me the seeds to sow? Again, you'll never hear me speak any ill of the mothers of my children, no matter how upset with them I am. Anyone who knows me personally knows this. If you even try to disrespect them in any way, I'm going to say something about it. Period. There's, that's never changed with me. If I'm venting, I do my best to not disrespect them at all, regardless of who I'm talking to. But it's time for me to forgive myself and accept that what they did is not solely because of who I am or what I did. I've already repented for those things. I've already given my repentance to God. I've already tried to make an amends for it with these people, both my daughter's mom and my ex-wife. I can no longer take responsibility for what they've done as far as what they've been sowing because what they sowed did not come from good soil. So the soil that God is making in me now will reject what they're trying to sow into me. And I have to accept that. I have to embrace that the level of soil I'm becoming now is different. Because God is providing me understanding. He's providing me with a level of wisdom that, unfortunately, there's some things that's going to have to get left behind. 
Look at your life right now. I want you to really look at your life and out of all the bad things that you may be facing right now, I want you to stop. Look at your life. And I want you to point out every seed that has been sown in this bad time that is bearing good fruit. Or that has been sown in your past in bad times that is now producing good fruit. And I want you to say thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Not only to him, but thank you to yourself for having a little bit of obedience you've been able to receive in abundance. Not many people can say that. The Bible tells us some will hear and not understand. Their hearts have been made dull. But for those who have ears to hear, let them hear. For those who have eyes to see, let them see. We are supposed to live in abundance. But we cannot receive the abundance, which is a plethora of good fruit. Some thousands, some 60, some 30. Or some hundreds, some 60, some 30. We can't accept or receive abundance if we cannot accept and receive the little. If your soil was not good at one point in time, it can be rejuvenated. You cannot replenish good soil onto bad soil without first pruning it, without first milling it, removing the damage and providing a place for fresh soil. But you can notice when some seeds that were sown managed to bear good fruit right now at this time or at any time in your life. And you can say thank you for it. I believe that that step in itself will allow God to come in and begin to meal out the bad soil of your heart this week. I want you to really look at you, your life, nobody else, nothing that anyone else has done, but your part in everything. And ask yourself, how was the soil of my heart? Was it good so I was able to take root? Was it among thorns so it was destroyed? Did it fall among a path so it was eaten by birds? Or did it fall among a rocky path so that it was not able to plant roots. What type of path is your heart in? Or what type of path is your heart? We want to bear good fruit. And what I mean by that is we want to bear things that allows us to be blessings to other people. Not more selfish, not more self-centered, not more conceited, but more hopeful, optimistic, peaceful, joyful, joyful. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of being coquettish when it comes to being with God. I'm tired of just flirting with the thought 
of being a believer and then wondering why I can't seem to figure out or understand why the things that I'm enduring in my life isn't producing anything. It's because the soil that I'm planting it into is coming from bad fruit. Harvest what is bad and start anew. We can do it. Greater is he who is within me than he who is within the world. He's already defeated the enemy. He's already overcome death. He's already overcome the world. Satan has no power. We allow him to believe that he has power. I'm asking you to take a stand with me and become gardeners of yourself. How is the soil of your heart? Father God, we just want to come to you right now and thank you for sitting down with us, providing a way for us to hear from you, giving us just a moment of your time and being a part of this so we can receive clarity within ourselves so that we may go out and live in abundance that may be fruitful, that may be able to give us a level of overflow for someone else that we can withstand so that we can level up to the next level and then the next level and then the next level as you continue to receive glory, continue to make us pillars of light. May we be living sacrifices that your glory may be done, that all victories may be done in your name. Father, we know that we are under attack and we know that it is easy for us to be swayed. So as the divine sower, we ask that you give us the strength to become sowers of better seeds. In order for that to happen, Father, we ask that you continue to prune away the bad fruit from the soil that was planted within us. The iniquities that we hold on to, that we harbor on to, that is doing us no good. We ask that you continue to take it away and may we have the strength to allow it to be done. Father, may all victory and glory be given to you. As we become sowers of good seed, may we continue to take an inventory on our own soil so that the fruit that is bearing the seeds that we are sowing is coming from good soil. Father, we thank you. We love you. We give you all the praise, honor, and glory. For it is in the mightiest name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. I want everybody to have a blessed week. And remember, no matter what, I love you. I believe in you. You can do this. You got this. We got this. Because God has us. Peace.